There is no secret formula for better customer service. But there is the all-new service hub from HubSpot, bringing service and support together in one powerful platform so you can deliver the best experiences possible and free up a rep's time with an AI-powered help desk. Also, you can easily support and grow your customer base. Secrets out, everybody. Service Hub is a game changer. Visit HubSpot.com service to learn more. Howdy, folks. It is Tuesday, June 27th. I'm Jacob Cohen here with Rob Litterst, and you are listening to The Hustle Daily Show. Today, Rub-a-Dub-Dub, Dr. Bronner's continues generating profits in the tub. We are going to take a quick dive into the soap business today, specifically talking about Dr. Bronner's 18-in-1 soap, which has been up and to the right in terms of business performance for years. We're going to discuss that in a minute, but before we get to that, let's talk about what else is happening in the world of business and tech. Let's get crack leg. All right, Rob, what are you looking at today? Okay, so the first thing that I'm looking at today is that Kering, which is the parent company of Gucci and a few other fashion brands, is buying Creed, a 263-year-old fragrance business that once counted King George III as a customer. Not bad, not bad. Yeah, not bad at all. (laughs) For those that are unfamiliar with Creed, I had kind of like the inside track on this. I never would have known what Creed was, but once upon a time, I was a young merchant in Neiman Marcus's buying program. And I've never seen people obsess over a brand like the merchandising team at Neiman Marcus obsessed over Creed. Its top seller is this fragrance called Aventus. And if you look online, it is described as a woody citrus scent with smoky, musky undertones. (laughs) And uh, I would definitely agree with that. I actually had a bottle of Aventus back when I worked at Neiman's. But the reason that I had one then is because we got them with a ridiculous employee discount. Nice. A small bottle of Aventus goes for $200. And this is like one of like the tiny, tiny cologne bottles. This stuff is incredibly expensive. It is like the luxury of luxury cologne. Unsurprisingly, when I stopped working at Neiman Marcus and lost that discount, I started to smell a lot worse. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if you walk into a room with something called a Ventus on you, I mean, you can't get any more confident than that, right? (laughs) Exactly. But along with its heavenly sense, I mean, Creed is a very solid business. It has a network of 1,400 points of sale, 36 branded stores. This place is literally just rooted in luxury. Beauty brands have reportedly recovered really nice post-COVID. Demand for luxury fragrances is growing. And Caring, which owns a portfolio of brands beyond Gucci, actually launched their own beauty division earlier this year that Creed will fit nicely into and help anchor. They also had tried to acquire Tom Ford, another beauty brand, but their rival, Estee Lauder, ended up buying them. So this could be kind of a move in reaction to that. But going to be really interesting to see what happens in the world of luxury fragrances. Mm -hmm. We'll sniff out some news as it comes out. (laughs) (laughs) What are you getting into, JC? What have you been reading about? So obviously, we got July 4th coming up right around the corner. And I've been following a lot of news around the USA that is coming out this week. Mm -hmm. So the US Department of Transportation, for one, is announced some awards that will drive change in the electrification and emissions of buses around the country. They are starting to dish out awards totaling around $1.7 billion as part of Biden's bipartisan infrastructure law for transit projects in 46 states. And that includes money for around 1,700 buses, the majority of which will be zero emissions vehicles 
and will actually help double the number of zero emissions transit buses on U.S. roads. But the truth is the U.S. has a long road ahead of it. There are 60,000 or so transit buses out there right now. So long road ahead. The administration also detailed plans for its $42 billion high-speed internet initiative, which will see each state get a minimum of $107 million to help people get better internet, or at least access to internet in some cases. 19 states will receive over $1 billion, and Texas is slated to get more than $3.3 billion under the program. They talk about how Wi-Fi is basically a utility, and it sounds like it's essentially getting the utility treatment now. It's it's yeah, moving it into is. that officially. Exactly. And just speaking of this whole July 4th America stuff, this weekend, it's going to be red, it's going to be white, and it's going to be a zoo. AAA projects the coming holiday weekend will set an all-time Independence Day travel record with more than 50 million Americans expected to take a trip. Around 43 million of those will be on the road. And in other news, pedal to the metal. Amazon plans to tap around 2,500 American small businesses across 23 states, including businesses like florists or bodegas, to help it deliver packages as basically a local side hustle. Also, data management startup Databricks is buying Mosaic ML, which is a startup that helps companies build low-cost, ChatGPT-like tools and models using their proprietary data for around $1.3 billion. And last but not least, survey says 57% of American adults have heard of ChatGPT and one in three have actually tried it or AI-powered tools like it. That's according to The Verge. And honestly, you know, I think we are in our own bubble because that was less than I expected. Yeah, definitely. Are we just so deep in tech that we feel like everybody's using it? And it does seem like it's actually coming around. There is kind of like a mass adoption taking place. And with that, let's get to today's main story. Okay, JC. So when we were slacking earlier, you told me what you were writing about today. And it just so happens to be my absolute favorite soap company of all time. And yes, I am one of those weird people that has a favorite soap company. (laughs) You've seen them in Whole Foods. You've probably seen them in that natural health store down the road. They're an absolutely iconic brand that's been around for a long time. But you were unpacking a lot of the history of the brand and how strong of a business it actually is. From what it sounds like, there's kind of a lot going on at this place beyond just selling soap. That is definitely true. There was this great story out of GQ kind of looking into this business. I think they built it one of the last remaining companies that has a soul. They kind of compared it to Patagonia in that sense. Uh huh. I can see that. I just want to start by saying they sent a reporter to Dr. Bronner's headquarters to kind of see what happens there. And they wrote this incredible tale of how they went to the office when a bunch of employees were starting their first day. They walked past the company garden in Vista, California, and they were greeted by the foamy homies, (laughs) as they're known, in tie-dye coveralls. So that's a group of employees at Dr. Bronner's that kind of takes care of all the cultural stuff. Amazing. And to the hum of a fog machine that foamy homies had people introduce themselves with a disco dance move. And then CEO David Bronner, and by the way, CEO as in Cosmic Engagement Officer, yes, <laughs> introduced the company, basically then delivered a sermon to this group, enlightening them on his grandfather's so-called all-one path, the Christian background, psychedelic rebirth, and a whole lot more. This is a pretty unusual sight. Oh, so unusual. Yeah. And I mean, David Bronner is a wild 
wild guy. I love this brand so much that I listened to this guy on the Rich Roll podcast. I think he was on in 2019. Amazing interview with this guy. He was really trying to kind of uphold this legacy of his grandfather. He's trying to really transform like what a company actually means and what it does. Yeah. And the truth is it, it really does work for them. Right. Financially. In 2022, Dr. Bronner's had more than $170 million in net revenue. That's down from 2020's kind of pandemic driven high of $188 million, but it's up from $4 million in 1998 and bankruptcy before that. So this business over the last couple decades has just grown tremendously. And uniquely, like you were alluding to, they do some interesting things in terms of how they treat and deal with their employee structure. So the company's highest paid employees and executives cannot make more than five times their lowest paid fully vested employees. So that equates to around $300,000, which is normally not what you'd see at a for-profit company totally. a structure like that. There's also all kinds of benefits for their 300 or so staff, which include up to $7,500 in childcare and up to 10% bonuses annually, free vegan lunches, Zumba classes, back massages, ketamine therapy coverage. It's a pretty interesting place and it's a certified B Corp. And they also put a lot of their profit and time and effort towards drug advocacy and research. More than $23 million between 2015 and 2022. And this actually has gotten David Bronner arrested a couple times. Once for, <laughs> I think, spreading hemp seeds on the DEA's front lawn and another time handling hemp oil while locked in a cage in front of the White House. And that's the CEO. So very interesting Wild, culture at this company. Like you said, they've donated a lot to drug advocacy and they clearly have pretty strong opinions on it and are very open to uh, different substances and what they can do to help with their employees. Yeah. And there's a very, very lengthy back story to this company. It goes back to the 1800s in Germany when the family began making soaps. David's grandfather, who was a third generation soap maker himself, Emmanuel Bronner, was not actually a doctor, by the way. He just decided to kind of <laughs> go by that and it stuck. That's my favorite part. <laughs> yeah. And he emigrated to the United States from Germany in 1929. His family actually, they stuck back and they were later killed in the Holocaust. In America, Bronner consulted for soap manufacturers in the early 1900s, went around preaching his so-called moral ABCs ideology, you know, basically trying to help people focus on getting to world peace and was actually admitted to and subsequently escaped from an insane asylum for, I guess, preaching a little too much for some. And he eventually, though, founded Dr. Bronner's in 1948 and continued preaching in a sense with these labels that are so well known today on each and every Dr. Bronner's bottle. Totally. I probably have no less than six Dr. Bronner's bottles around our house. We have them in the kitchen, we have them in the bathroom, we have them everywhere. And you can't look at that thing without noticing the moral ABCs and just how crazy and busy this packaging is. And I mean, you, you see them in a grocery store or like wherever you are and they just pop off the shelves. Like the the design and the yeah, look. Like thousands of words on them. It is unreal. Like even if you don't know what Bronner's is and you're listening to this or you don't think you know what Bronner's is, you've probably seen them and been like, what the heck is that? Because <laughs> yeah. they really, really stick out like a sore thumb in a retail setting. Fun fact, JC, you know who else loves Bronner's? Who's that? Drake. <laughs> That's surprising. I mean, maybe not surprising. It's just who would have thought? Yeah, who would have <laughs> thunk it? He has two kind of body care staples on the road. One is Nivea Chapstick 
And the other is Bronner's peppermint soap, which he claims tingles the body and clears the mind. And I can actually vouch for the tingling. That peppermint soap, if you have not used it before, you got to watch out. Wash your face with that stuff and you're going to be you're going to you're going to feel electric afterwards. It's really wild. There you go. By the way, I know you're big uh, kind of all natural organic chocolate guy. Oh, yeah. And Dr. Bronner's relatively recently went into the chocolate business. No way. Now sells chocolate bars. Yep. I'm going to have to check it out. There you go. Soap and chocolate. That's what's hot right now. (laughs) Soap and chocolate (laughs) businesses. All right. Bada bing, bada boom. That's going to do it for us today. Thanks for tuning in to the Hustle Daily Show, our proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today is Robert Hartwig, our executive producer is Darren Clark. We've got a lot more tech and business coverage in our newsletter, which you can and should sign up for at thehustle.co slash email. Hope you have an awesome Tuesday. We'll catch you tomorrow. Hey, everybody, I got a great podcast to tell you about. It's called Truth, Lies, and Work, and it's brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. On this show, you can join husband and wife team Alan, Leanne Elliott as they dispel myths, impart wisdom, and answer all your questions about finding, keeping, and motivating great people. They actually just did an episode with John Smith, who is the manager and agent of famous Argentinian soccer player Diego Maradona. He talks about in this episode how he was able to manage the global superstar athlete celebrity that Maradona is and was. It's a great listen. You better get out there and check it out. And you can listen to Truth, Lies, and Work wherever you get your podcasts.